0: (laughs) Roshni, what's wrong?
1: Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat?
0: You need some writer's group therapy.
1: Hello, and welcome to writer's group therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Ready for your session? Because the doctors are in. Okay, characters. I, I can see you cringing already. Why is it hard to create strong characters, or is it?
0: Um, well, it's definitely hard. Um, my scripts uh, are very focused on plot. I'm a very plot-driven person. I write action, thrillers, some horror movies, and that comes out of because that's what I like to watch. Yeah. And so when you're writing stories that are very plot-focused, you often forget that your characters have to have background and history and you know, in depth. And you're just using them as tools to get you from point A to point B. So that's my biggest problem is that I don't write the character stories like you write.
1: Mm-hmm. Plus, if you're writing what you know, I don't think you've ever rappelled down a building or been in a big car chase or something, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've watched a lot of them, though, so I enjoy them and I yeah. get excited by them. But then that's just action and plot. That's not, you know, the characters have to have... Uh, vested interest in what's going on. They have to have some connection to the other people in the story. And if you're just using them as tools in a toolbox to to build, you know, something, then you have to make sure they all actually work together, sort Mm -hmm. of. And that's my biggest, you know, area I need to work on as a writer, is figuring out how those people really interact and making them be real and have, you know, deep... Depth, I guess, is deep depth. Deep depth, yes.
1: (laughs) But I mean, you need strong characters because otherwise people aren't going to remember the film. They're not going to watch it. They're not going to care about it. You know, if if you're taking them on a ride for two hours, you want them to want to be there and to care about what they're seeing. I write a lot more uh, romantic comedies and a lot of what I write, the scenarios, are actually things that have happened in my real life. Or based off of people I know, so it's a little bit easier than if I was writing, you know, the next Transformers or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I do like um, the underdog movies. That's my favorite, you know, kind of hero, anti-hero, hero, hero, where uh, Marty McFly or or the 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 kid in school is getting beaten up like Peter Parker when he's before he's Spider Man. You know, I Mm -hmm. love seeing them rise above and come overcome their you know, their own internal problems to become the hero that they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a driving force in a lot of my stories. There are people with flaws, but they can improve. So and I feel like I'm kinda like that too. I've got tons of flaws, I know that. And I, I wanted always had a hero complex. I always wanted to save the day. And it even comes out in my day to day work. I'm always like trying to help people in my job and making sure oh you need a hand, sure, no problem. So I think that comes through in my writing. I'm trying to take regular people and make them into better
1: people so which isn't a bad thing but here's a question should your characters especially your lead be likable so um i don't know have you seen the princess diaries yes have you ever watched the commentary at the end no okay i don't know if you can find it now but on the dvd commentary there's a scene okay so you know she's in love with michael lily's brother Mm -hmm. um and then she's also... Oh, actually, no, I'm so sorry. That was in the book. In the movie, she's in love with Josh, the, the popular kid. Yeah. But Michael, Lily's brother, has a thing for her. So there's a scene where, um, if you remember, uh, Michael asks her to his band... Uh, his band practice, she says yes. Lily says, hey, would you come on my show? This is after she's been outed as a princess. Lily says, would you come on my show? Lily uh, Mia says yes. And then Josh says, hey, do you want to go to this beach party with me? And she's like, oh yeah. And she forgets all the other commitments she, she's made. And you know, hilarity ensues. Well, there's a deleted scene where she runs into Michael at like a farmer's market or something and and they end up having this lovely little lunch. And Gary Marshall said on the commentary he had to delete it because the very next scene is her going to the beach party and ditching Michael and ditching Lily. And it makes her look like a big jerk and he didn't want Mia to be unlikable. Obviously, it's a romantic comedy, you know, and it's a Disney film, so I understand that. But in general should your characters be likable
0: well if it further's their growth as a character so if you had shown her being a jerk in this case if she had then the opportunity to redeem herself then she would have grown and learned and then the character then the audience would have been like oh okay she she learned from that so we like her again mm-hmm. you know so you can you can dislike somebody for doing something in a film but if they can redeem themselves then they can win you back but then again like from people at their core like again my movies my characters don't grow as much so i have to be concerned that i don't stereotype them because then you don't have a chance to either like or hate them they're they're just one dimensional
1: yeah so there might be a point of no redemption though using the example from princess diaries her ditching michael looked like just sheer like she was too excited and just whatever versus a deliberate you had a connection with this guy and then you bailed like that's even worse you know so there might be a spectrum of redemption with a character when you're writing you know what i'm saying
0: yeah well in rom-coms i mean i watch a lot of rom-coms oftentimes your hero you know he has to totally screw up because otherwise he doesn't get that you know race to the airport you know
1: but they're still likable but they're still likable you
0: still want them to win yeah you still want them even though they were a jerk so
1: i just saw the big sick have you seen that no oh it's so 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 cute Um, but in it the main character you know his his family's trying to arrange a marriage for him and he's worried about you know dating a white girl because he's uh, pakistani and he lies a lot he lies to his girlfriend he lies to his family you know lies of omission outright lies whatever but you still you understand why he's doing it he's not a bad guy he's just hiding from all these people because he's worried about you know cultural and you know etc etc so you don't hate him, but it'd be worse if he was, like, really doing something douchey throughout the whole film,
0: versus just
1: hiding it because he's trying to please his family, please his girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, the bad stuff happens because he's trying to be a good guy, in a way. So he's still likable.
0: Okay. Yeah, there are many characters who are likable all the way through, but then do something unlikable. So you... you you feel disappointed in them and then then they can redeem themselves then you have the bad guys now here's the other thing is you have a bad guy in a movie but people like him anyway because he's such a badass (laughs) you know um, well Darth Vader now is like people like Darth Vader more than they like uh, Luke Skywalker now oh
1: Luke's so whiny he's a
0: whiny little brat Yeah. yeah And uh, and everyone likes you know Darth Vader's powerful and he's you know a commanding force. But he gets then it,
1: stuff done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Totally. But then again,
0: spoiler. Uh, eventually, he realizes that his path to to what he believes is right because you know all villains, so so to speak, you know are the hero of their own story. Uh, but at the end, you know he he does the right thing and saves Luke and kills the, the Emperor. And redeems himself and gets to be a Jedi ghost, you know, <laughs> go, go to Jedi ghost heaven with Yoda and Obi-Wan. So, um, but people, I think people liked Aunt, uh, Darth Vader more than they liked Anakin Skywalker. Oh, Anakin yeah. Skywalker Heads was down. even whinier than Luke, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it runs and, in the family. But he was the hero, too. So... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ugh, that's a whole other topic. Yeah,
0: but I've I've um I've also seen movies though where um the characters are very weak and they're especially in horror movies. I'm actually rooting for the monster or an- or creature or whatever to kill them because mm-hmm. I want them off the screen because yeah. they're so bad. So it's like
1: I mean, in, in, in a genre like horror, it's really not about the characters necessarily because you're like, yeah, you're just like, okay, we already know you're stupid because you're like, hey, let's go in that abandoned looking creepy house with all the bloodstains, okay, like, seriously, come on, guys, like, you're, you're not the sharpest people anyway, so, yeah, now we just want to see who makes it to the end, but I mean, in other things, especially if it's rooted in reality, you probably do, maybe, want a likable character. Yeah. So then, how would we go about creating strong characters? What are some tips and tricks you've got?
0: I don't have any.
1: <laughs> You're like, I really gotta work I really, on this I re- <laughs> uh, I, Yeah,
0: uh, I was hoping you were gonna tell me, Roshni. Oh, okay. Um, what, are your, what are your suggestions?
1: Um, well, I think the best thing is really getting out there and observing people, you know, just in your day to day, you know, the people you interact with at the store, the people you interact with at your work, uh, like I said, I write you know, rom-coms and everybody in my scripts are based off of people I know. Improv has been really helpful. Uh, Groundlings is very character-based as opposed to some of the other schools. And one of the things they always say when building a character uh, in the scene, this is the most important day of their life. So it's not like, hey, we're two people at a store. It's like, hey, we're two people at a store, and this is my first day at the job, and I break everything. Or this is the day you fire me. Or this is the day I tell you that I'm crazy about you. You know, and that makes it the most important day. And then, if somebody labels your character, you know, this is, this is our first day of work, and we break everything, and you're a really nervous person, and I'm really cocky, that also informs how your character reacts to things. So also thinking, like, I have this type, this character type, How would they react if i put them in this situation you know how do they react when they get fired how do they react when they miss their bus whatever
0: i do have one exercise i've done in the past for characters and uh, it's a very long like uh, just a worksheet that asks you questions about your character like everything you would want to know about somebody like their background their parents their where they grew up what's their favorite food what happens when they're mad what happens when they're sad and it really makes you think about the character and really get a good emotional grasp about who they are, where they come from, and gives them you know, gravitas. They're not just a stick figure there to get killed by the monster or whatever it is, or someone to get blown up. So that's something I've used in the past and I probably should use
1: more often. <laughs> use every tool you've got. So how about for you guys? Who is your favorite character in books, in movies, whatever, and why? Tweet it at us at WG Therapy. Check us out on writersgrouptherapy.com. You can also find the show notes there. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you guys next week.